Hello everybody and welcome to This Game Where with me, Ashley and Chris. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello everyone. Hello Chris. Hello. You alright? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Have you been playing anything good recently? No, I've had uh, quite, a, quite a lean week this week. I've played about an hour of Skyward Sword and that's about it, really. What about you? Bother. Um, I played Mist. There was a remake of Mist that released a Game Pass this week. Episode 30. And yes, yeah, sorry. I'm not, I, I don't have that knowledge to hand. I don't know how you do, but um, yeah, so missed. Me and Hannah finished it yesterday. We just played it through from start to finish yesterday. How's it compared it to the original? The big change as far as I, like it looks pretty nice compared to the original, but the big change that I didn't really like was that they've removed the FMVs. She used real actors and replaced them with CGI. So that sort of took away from what I think of when I think of Mist, to be honest. But at the same time, the puzzles are good. Played some of the puzzles that we didn't get to when we played it on uh, on podcast. And yeah, it was all right. Cool. It did make me wonder. I asked Hannah, how many people do you think like go to things like escape rooms but have no interest whatsoever? or And it would even go so far as to shun video games, computer games. A lot of people, I imagine. Hmm. I can imagine a lot of sneery, sneery people that go do escape rooms that have never played Mist, and they're basically missing out on one big five-hour escape room. Yeah, every time I've gone to an escape room, they've been quite busy, so I imagine you're probably right. Have you done one before? No, no, not been to an escape room. Oh, good fun. You'd enjoy it. Oh, I can well imagine, but I also played Mist, so I'm not missing out. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I'd quite. I, I truthfully, I'd quite like to do an escape room. Just never really got round to it. That's the truth. Yeah. Cool. There we go. Shall I tell you what the game is this week? Yeah, please. So this week we are playing this game where you actually play many multiples of games. Oh, all put together by an eclectic group of renegades and rogues for the maximum profit of one dastardly man. <sighs> is it based on a TV series? No. Oh, okay. Where's your mind going? Was, Tell me where you're going with that. I was thinking something like um, some sort of Disney villain from a TV series or something like Cyril Sneer for some reason. Something from like a, a okay. Saturday morning kids TV well, show. Well, like a Raccoon's compilation Ra- game Raccoon, Raccoon Raconteur. Did you say the word Raconteur? Maybe that's why my mind went on. No, I said Renegades that. and Rogues. Mm, okay. No. I, I've been a little... I've taken a little bit of uh, arti- artistic license by referring to them as renegades and rogues it's actually like fever or something then nothing to do with anything. no no <laughs> no no um it's a collection of games or micro games any idea now oh is it wario yeah warioware nice. so warioware the very first warioware it's another absolute banger off the gba off the game boy advance let's just address because i've noticed a few times when we talked about about this do we keep saying absolute banger no no i like absolute banger i think it's a great phrase that i say wario you say wario wario say again you're doing mario aren't you yeah i don't mind how you pronounce it do you want to i don't really care no either way neither do i do you think i'm just i'm just addressing there it. is a correct way well we about when we did Mario Kart, I put on our Facebook page about Yoshi, Yoshi, and people seemed to be into one camp or the other. I don't know if Wario is the same sort of thing. Um, yeah. Hang on. This looks like Wario, which... Mm. Wario. Wario. There you go. There's a third, a no, third camp. It's overcomplicated. Let's... Wario. 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 They both sound like Wario. It's from those words I don't where know. it's losing all meaning the more you say it. 
Yeah, but, but no. Okay, let's not worry about it because it's a portmanteau of Mario, which obviously, and the word warui uh, in Japanese. So, uh, which means bad. So it's like bad Mario. I didn't know that. That's genuinely really interesting. I just thought it was because of the M being put upside down. I didn't realize there was like, an actual genuine thought behind that. I didn't know either. So there we go. Probably should have should have done that in my research. Found it before, but never mind. I'm now distracted. I've distracted myself now, looking to try and find out how you spell how you pronounce Wario, and I'm not going to worry about it. So apparently, there are there are distinct camps. We don't need to wade into that mire. So you you say you say to Wario, I say to to Wario, or vice versa. Yeah, whatever that means. Whatever you're getting at. Yeah, I was trying. Yep. To, I was trying to do a pun and I lost it. Yeah, trying to get it across. Ugh. Yeah. Right. You lost it. Let's Definitely get, let's, lost it. Let's go back on track. Warrior wear then. You call it warrior wear. I call it warrior wear or warrior wear or whatever. But the the move on. It has a fuller name than that. The game, the original game on the Game Boy Advance, the first game is called Warrior Wear Inc. Mega Micro Games. Okay, and that's somewhat important because there are actually several entries for this series over the last several years there the reason that we're doing this one by the way if you hadn't clocked already on the 10th of september so the day after this episode releases the newest installment in the series warrior where get it together is coming out on the switch actually looks very interesting there is a demo of that available on switch if anyone's listening and uh, is interested yes now i've got the demo downloaded i haven't yet played it have you played the demo i haven't got the demo because i have a sneaking suspicion that santa is going to be gifting it to me for christmas so i'm i'm trying to steer clear so it's not spoil right. christmas day like a good little boy I see. Okay, fair enough. The game, they're sort of taking a a slightly different tack to how most people maybe have played WarioWare in the past in so much as the games are, the micro games are cooperative now. So you have two, uh, possibly more people than two, all taking part at the same time. Whereas previously, even when it's been multiplayer and there have been multiplayer installments, even when it's been multiplayer, it's been hot seat or sort of take it in turns. This game came out in 2003. So over the course of the... uh, early months of 2003 sort of early to mid around the world obviously uh, started off in japan and made its way to was i think sort of mayish i think it was and this is game boy advance you said is that right yeah on the game boy advance 2003 yeah. so i remember obviously as you said this is a collection of micro games and that's the main thrust of the game i very clearly remember in game there being a standee with a playable mm. game boy advance that you could play this game on and i spent many a well not many an hour many a minute stood playing this game doing the uh, the shaving and the, the, the nose picking was that one of these games i don't remember if they are actually micro games in this version of it but they definitely occur they definitely crop up later it might well be that they're in this version that might be one um, where because i've played other WarioWare games and i just, just retconned it into yeah, the original yeah. yeah maybe but they are they are definitely two of them so for anyone that isn't familiar with WarioWare or its ilk it is a series of micro games you might you might be familiar with the term mini game a mini game is something that's sort of a bite size well a micro game is that but even smaller none of these games last more than about five or six seconds and you go through a series of them all in one sort of mighty crunch uh so in in Meg, uh, in warrior wear inc in this first iteration of it you start off with wario's set of games and you have to complete 10 of them uh, without failing at them in four attempts 
So you have four lives for all intents and purposes. And if you can get through those 10, then you progress on to a new series of games. Have you played this version of the game other than uh, like in any great way? Or has it always just been as a standee? Um, I don't think I've ever played other than the standee experience. I don't think I've played this one at all. I had it on the Wii and I played it a lot on the Wii. So the Wii version was really, 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 really fun. Yeah, it really was. But we'll be getting to that in in a yeah. future episode, preferably when we can actually play it together, because it would be probably enjoyable. I I had many people play that game and then buy a Wii. Yeah, I think I had a similar experience where I had some people around to play it, and they absolutely uh, loved it. I don't I don't they bought a Wii based on that, but uh, they definitely really enjoyed it. I did a tour with my Wii. I got the Wii <laughs> about three or four weeks before. Uh, three or four weeks after it came out i maintain that it was a good console even now Mm. and in the run-up to it releasing i was very excited for it warrior came out later that year i think for the week i we're we're on a bit of a Mm. tangent i I think it was about back but i think it's about february march time so i can i can remember no way yeah oh you know you're right yeah you are right actually you're right my memory is having, I think, four people at once playing the the one where it's you're dancing and you hold the Wiimote on your head and you have to follow some steps. The mohawk. Yeah, the mohawk. That was just so, so good. Yeah. But anyway, as you said, we are way off tangent. Yeah, Let's we need to get back. back. We need to, to get back. What I was going to say was, uh, that Christmas, I took it on a tour of households, mostly family, and pretty much everyone that played it bought one, bought a Wii when they could get one. Uh, and then we did again the same thing over summer after I got Warrior Wear. Um, and uh, another slew of people bought them off the back of that. Anyway, back to WarioWare, the original, the original WarioWare. It's the same thing, though, mm. except on the Game Boy Advance. And it is this series of micro games, all of which are a little bit kooky, a little bit strange. The, the examples you've given of shaving someone's beard or mustache or plucking a nose hair, they're perfect examples to sum up the quirk yeah. of the humor of the game Uh, there are also versions of games that people might be familiar with so you might find uh, i'm sort of plucking these out of the ether i'm not absolutely certain these will actually crop up but i there may well be sort of a version of a a shonky version of mario where you have to get so far through a level in five seconds or do a certain thing yeah they all have sort of a single word challenge Mm. so for the for the plucking the nose hair it might be pull or pluck and then you you either use the direction buttons or you use the a button to complete that challenge a part of the challenge is in that five second window reading what it says passing it applying it to the the scenario that's in front of you which in itself is a challenge it's uh, it's so fast-paced yeah you're right and i'm glad that you said you picked that up because i was trying to get there and i wasn't doing a very <laughs> good job of, of uh, getting that across but you that's exactly right the challenge of these micro games is in understanding and executing and sometimes you that five second window is just not enough no. but you it's hugely fast-paced it's like quick fire game after game after game and if you lose your four lives you just start back at the beginning of those that set of games would you be surprised to know that this game has a story let's just i remember the the one that we have in story it was that he was going around these different places in warioville or some city that he lived in and there were shops or something were opening and, and each one had games in so i'm aware that the wii one had a story so i'm not surprised mm. that oh, okay. this version has a story however i use the word story in the loosest possible sense because it is just a, a frame to hang the the games off isn't it yeah 
Yeah. And the story, I actually think the story is pretty funny in like the setup of it because the story is Wario sees an advert on his TV when he's slobbing out one weekend for a game that's releasing on the game, I think on the Game Boy Advance or the version <laughs> of the console that exists in his world. Very meta. Or Pioro. Yeah. Very meta. Um, it's called, it's called Pioro. P-Y-O-R-O. It's about a little birdie. Um, he sees this game coming out or the news that the game has made millions of dollars or something and he gets he gets dollar signs in his eyes and decides that he's got to make a a video game as well so he goes out and buys himself a laptop which apparently canonically is a sony vow or vow or you know v-a-i-o good fact drop the reason being v-a-i-o is um sort of similar to wario and when you look at his laptop that he uses in the game it has i think it has a version of his name that's sort of in the style of the sony viao uh laptop that's an amazing fact thank you what was it gonna yeah so he starts he sits down at his brand new laptop to make this game realizes that it's actually quite difficult and decides that he'll rope in a bunch of his mates which i was surprised to find that he has mm. i didn't realize that he had mates but he all of the characters that you'll remember from the wii version so there are there are multitudes and we'll get we'll maybe mention some of their names in um in the second half when we've actually played because i can't remember what they are i do remember jimmy who is the disco dancing guy the disco one's the one i've got in my head i can picture some of them but i, I can't name them at all yeah that i'm i'm in the same position but he rings them all up and he says uh, i'm making a game can you make a few games for me to put in this game and that's that's what happens and then you play through the games the plot of the game is that it's the the it's, they're making the game you're playing that's very meta isn't it it's meta i know it's yeah. meta about meta almost yeah uh, yeah it is uh, so if he phones a plate of his friends to ask for help how come he didn't contact waluigi or waluigi perhaps is waluigi a f- his friend or brother i always assumed it was his brother i think it's his brother but i could be wrong and i don't know maybe they were having a maybe they're having a barney maybe that's perhaps that's, i don't know let's put that out there as a possible plot twist all right but so yeah. so waluigi's not in this game either way <laughs> no no he's right. not no um or at least as far as i know as far as i remember he, he's not i but... don't remember him being in the the wii version but no that's fine just just a question carry on okie dokie to come into the real world uh the development team behind this uh um r&d one research and development one in nintendo which is a, a an amazing name for a dev team, isn't it? Uh, they keep the it nice and down the line. Exactly. Uh, they are responsible for this, but prior to this, they made Metroid Fusion, which is a really, really, really good Metroid game on the Game Boy Advance, unsurprisingly. Uh, Warrior Land 4, which is a really good Warrior Land game. Uh, Warrior Land 3, 2 as well. They were also making, and I don't know if you ever played these, and these will be cropping up in the in a future episode at some point, Game & Watch Gallery on the Game Boy Color. No, I didn't play any of those. They're, they're the ones that are... Um collections of previous game and watch titles is that right yes they are yeah but they've been given a real good polish Mm. so um instead of having lcd you can play the originals you can play versions of the originals on the cartridge but they've actually then replaced they've modernized them and they've replaced them with characters from the mario world so it might be mario and luigi i think you know juggle have you ever played the game and watches where oh, sorry they've got the long arms and they're flipping yeah and he's throwing the balls up in the game and watch gallery version that is mario uh throwing the balls up right now i lost countless hours to that and i'm not surprised that there are several entries in that that collect up different versions of game and watch 
based on those, I'm not surprised that Warrior Wear exists, really, because mm. that was what they were doing sort of shortly prior to this. Well, shortly, several year, a few years prior to this game. When they were developing the game, there was a small team on it inside R&D 1, but they had this open door policy where they would allow other people to pitch ideas. And the way oh, that they pitched nice. ideas was they would just rock up to the director's desk and they would pop a post-it note down with an idea on it. Apparently, the team as a whole, R&D1, came up with, and I don't know if this was created, but came up with more than 300 games Wow! to go into this game, to go into the first Mega Games, um, to go into the first WarioWare. Um, it, it got pared down, but there are still a substantial amount of games, actually micro games in this. Every single one of them was made by a single person on the team as well. So each game was uh, development of them was given over to one single person and then they were put into the pool of a finished product. Some games were cut, which you won't be surprised to hear. But the reasons that some of them were cut was because they were deemed too Japanese. Right by the team some of them apparently and others were cut because they were too obscene and again that is from an interview with one of the people working that worked on the game uh, they are the only two reasons that he gives for cutting games and he doesn't explain what obscene what kind of obscene how were they obscene i don't know what they were developing or what what made it in before they actually cut them he doesn't quantify the specifics there's one that's mentioned about a couple who are banging on a japanese drum Right, I'm glad you carried on with on a Japanese drum then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know whether that was one of the obscene ones or whether it was a two, one of the two Japanese ones, but that's the only concrete explanation of a cut game that he gave. So it's left up to your and my and everyone else's imagination mm. what was being what was being made and what was being cut. None of them are obscene in uh, that have been left, as far as I'm aware. I can't think of a single one that I would consider a little bit lewd. So. We'll never know. The game, this is another of the games as well. So in terms of where it was born, it's Genesis. This is another game that owes its existence to the 64DD, the Nintendo 64DD, which was the disc enhancement for the Nintendo 64. It had a series of games. I don't know if you're familiar with what they actually released in Japan for the DD, but there was a series of Mario Artist games right. that were sequels to Mario Paint. Right. And they took the concept of sort of creativity to different levels. One of them that they released was called Polygon Studio. So this was like a direct sequel of sorts to Mario Paint. And it was designed to sort of get people build, building games, working with polygons, building rudimentary 3D models and so, and so forth. Inside Polygon Studio was a mode called Sound Bomber. And Sound Bomber was uh, a mode where people completed a series of rapid fire micro games. So basically, it was WarioWare inside a game creation to Mario Paint. Wow. Okay. Yeah, a game creation suite. Sweet. That's a better way to put it. They then took that and fleshed it out and turned it, and and that's what ended up being Mega Micro Games. So that I, th I mean, I thought that was quite interesting. There are a series of games that sort of either started off on the Double D or were going to be Double D games and then ended up being released elsewhere. Doshin the Giant was a GameCube game that started off as, as a Double D title. Majora's Mask was supposed to be on the Double D and ended up being released using the expansion slot. And this, this was supposed to be on the Double D and ended up on the... Oh, sorry, this was this started on the Double D in a form and ended up coming to the 
Game Boy Advance, which actually it was a perfect fit for. Mm. This also has, you know, we've talked when we've done Game Boy Advance games before and we've said about how they have a very distinct feel. Look well, sound. I just can't imagine this. Yeah, I can't imagine this game being anywhere else other than the Game Boy Advance. When it's been elsewhere, it worked on the Wii, it fit on the Wii. When it's been on the DS, it hasn't, to me, it hasn't felt quite as at home as it did when it was on the Game Boy Advance. I played uh, the, That might just be me. I have played the one on the DS a little bit, not in any great detail. And if, from what I remember, it does use the touchscreen quite a lot. And there's lots of stuff with the stylus where you're drawing or you're doing stuff like that. I remember the uh, Mario... Uh, the, is it new it's S- called Touched, that one, which is... Ah, there we go. That's, yeah. New Super Mario Brothers had a sort of a, a suite of mini games within that as well, I guess, where you use like, the, the microphone slots to, and the, the touchscreen stylus to do different things. There was one where you had to blow into the microphone to inflate balloons, which was really cool. So to me, the DS and WarioWare kind of fit together quite well. Oh, yeah, they fit together well. But I think that in terms of it where it fits best i just think that the game boy advance did it first and did it best at the same time it's kind of like deciding between which bar of gold you want because <laughs> i've never played a warrior wear game that i haven't enjoyed they do tend to have very similar uh, feels it's just that for me it lives on the game boy advance and the wii what is your um, relationship with the game and when when did you get it where did you get it how much do you play it etc i played it a lot i got it sort of shortly after it came out i remember just uh, is it a lot of people might think of this as a as a multiplayer experience but to me warrior wear is fairly solitary and on your own and sort of and when i started it when i played it for the first time because i played warrior land games i was kind of expecting something that i didn't get and what i got was better because I'd never really experienced anything like this mm-hmm. before. I don't know if you can think of anything that pre-exists this or that you would experience that's like it. You mean the micro game experience? Yeah. I've just coined while you were talking, you, you said about these are smaller than bite size. I'm going to coin the phrase nibble sized. Okay. Just putting that out there. That's fine. So these nibble sized games, n- nothing really. N- nibble sized? No, nibble. Oh. It's because you're still on that op- obscene game. I wonder what that was. Yeah, I can think of plenty after, like I can think of a number of games that I've played afterwards that sort of reminded me of WarioWare, but I can't think of anything that I experienced before. And this, so this was the first experience of, of like this rapid fire mm. gaming that I'd had. Which as you said, has been done a lot since. It's quite its own, because the, the entire concept of sort of bombarding you with game after game after game, it's got its own sense of humour even yeah, in that. Yeah. That idea is funny to me, but then when you actually get down to the games that are in, in in the package a lot of them are just ridiculous really silly games yeah and it's that the way your emotions change because you get in that five second burst you've got to as i said you've got to comprehend what to do you've got to then carry it out whether you do it successfully or not the game then finishes and then you're given a what two second window as a bit of a and then then you start that roller coaster again and that's what i really enjoy is that up and down of emotions and feelings as you go through absolutely and it's another one of those games as well where the barrier to entry is low Mm. anyway but then the barrier to re-entry when you fail is low enough that it doesn't really it's water off a duck's back when you actually fail you don't really get stuck because it's so free and easy you barrel through it again Mm. getting from the first level in a set of games to the last level takes probably less than two or three minutes if you if you if you do all of them successfully i don't know if i clarified this i don't think i was clear enough so i'll just i'll just say this and one or two more things before we get into the game but it's set out in nine sections so each of wario's friends and wario created a series of games a group of games and you tackle their game each of their games in a group Mm. so you're 
you'll hit Wario's 10. Then Jimmy's, I think, is is next. And you'll do 15 of his. There are more than 15 games in in Jimmy's little section of the game. And there are more than 15 in everybody else's as well. But you will play a selection of 15. So every time you go back to play that section of the game, you might end up with a different mix of micro games. And that's another thing I like about it. It's the replayability, the fact that when you yeah. go back to these areas, you're not actually sure. It's it, You can get better at the, the micro games through repetition, but you, you're not going to definitely know that the the seventh game in the sequence is going to be the exact same micro game each time because of that and, and as you said i really like that as well that un- unpredictability they also mix themselves up anyway so the the mini game that you play uh say say you have to put a golf ball the angle meter for the ball might be in a different place and the the actual hole for that you have to get the ball in might be in a different place so it's not always the same sometimes the pressure is higher because it's a, a harder thing to do in five seconds so yeah there are a few different ways that they mix it up and i think they're all fairly successful i guess you're saying there about golf uh, what the golf has a similar sort of sense of humor and the approach to it, the the fact that it's so different each round as well that's maybe a, a and, touchstone and their bite for, size yeah exactly just for anyone who's not quite grasping what we're getting at yeah that might be something to, to I think what the golf is definitely a a good game to sort of pair with this. I I think it builds on what was uh, presented in WarriorWare. Some other games that I have played that do that build on it too. Uh, Rhythm Heaven or Rhythm Paradise, depending on where in the world you are. Have you played those? No, you don't look like you have. So they were DS games that then came over to the Wii, and they they are rhythm based, um, but they are small. Uh, sort of not not micro but uh but bite sized rhythm experiences and there are multiple ones so there might be one where you are a little stick drawing who is singing in a three-man choir and you have to tap to to achieve different things so if you tap if you hold on the screen he will keep his mouth closed and every time you let go he goes ah like that um and if you swipe up he goes Rah! like that or something like that you have to use those uh that small tool set of notes to stay in time with your other choir members as you go through a minute and a half of of singing that sounds Um, brilliant another one yeah it is and and that has this eclectic mix of different things so you might be playing table tennis in one you might be leading a chorus uh in a choir in another Uh, you might be leading an audience of monkeys in a clapping session in a different one so there's eclecticism there that reminds me of this there's a game called retro game challenge on the ds that apparently has a similar setup where you're playing these sort of bite-sized sections of games it's it's more game orientated so though so a lot of the micro games that you play are direct references back to classics of the industry or medium space invaders and tetris and all that i think things like that yeah or micro machines uh, and so on um but i haven't played that one i would like i very much like to um from the sound of it that did get a japan only sequel unfortunately for us because apparently the sequel was very good and that included references to nintendo games as well as okay. sort of more generic game references uh nes remix one and two have you played nes remix the ones they on came the- out on the wii u and the D- the 3ds i think no i think we've talked about them before though in a previous episode well they are amazing they are the games of the nes of the nintendo entertainment system that everybody knows the the system for remixed into a variety of different challenges so that you might start off mario world and have to collect three coins uh 
but then Mario World will pop up again later on in the collection and instead of collecting three coins you've got to kill 10 enemies or something like that and you've got a short period of time maybe a minute to do something in it and it has that it has i think it has a loon fight zelda the original legend of zelda and several other games they followed that up quickly with nes remix 2 i've got them both on the wii u and they are fantastic if you can if you can get the copy that is available for the ds i would highly recommend them because they're fantastic and i don't imagine them coming back no anytime soon just to pick up on that as well because i said about following up nes remix it's reminded me so satoru Iwata, after this game came out it was a bit of a surprise to everybody that it was successful i don't know why but it was a bit of a surprise and apparently he ordered them he ordered the team to get it on the gamecube as fast as possible like as soon as possible get warrior wear on the gamecube that was satoru Iwata's words just apparently. A, a port of this or a, a, a sequel yeah it was, well what they ended up doing was basically a port but they had multiplayer elements that weren't there for the game boy advance so it's mega party games on the gamecube is that is what warrior wear is and that is all of the games off here all 213 of them on the gamecube with a multiplayer angle baked in it came out six months after the original game on the Game Boy Advance. Satoru Iwata pushed for that to happen, okay? Yeah. He was then quoted after it came out as saying that he thought that was a bit much. (laughs) That maybe they didn't need... Why did they do this? Why did they put it out on the GameCube at the same time as it comes out on the Game Boy Advance? The reason they did that was because he asked them to. How strange. I know. I I thought that was a very odd thing uh, for him to do. Big business. Some sort of power play, I imagine. Maybe. Satoru Iwata, Billy Big Bollocks of... uh, (laughs) of nintendo japan that's what they call it they do i've i've you know got the inside track they do (laughs) or they did yeah so maybe we should end with satoru water waving his balls around in the nintendo office uh, go and go and have a it it would suit a micro game on WarioWare. so that's that's perfect yeah especially if they'd kept the obs maybe that was one of the obscene ones that was caught maybe we can only speculate you never know So we've had quite a few bites at those bite-sized games, Ashley. I thought they were nibble-sized. You said they were <sighs> nibble-sized. You've yeah, ruined your own... Having having a nibble at bite-sized, having a bite at nibble-sized, it just doesn't quite work. But yeah, you're right. I did say nibble-sized. And I was dead chuffed with that, and I've just shot myself in the foot. Shat all over it. Exactly. You're yeah. Just so inconsistent. It's terrible. Speaking about a uh, pool over my foot, you told me a good anecdote about Nintendo of America. This game is censored in America. Nothing to do with the potentially well i i was gonna say not to do not anything to do with the obscene but actually i suppose feces is obscene because in japan there was a, one of the mini games has a, a poo flying around and in america they they edited that out so but it, equally at the same time i'm sure there is a poo somewhere in the game even now i even don't, I don't had that see one. the problem two children throwing poo at each other that's fine i knew that you would say that but even I'm saying that, so I suppose there's a thing. Yeah. I don't have poo on my walls. Well, yeah, fair point. So it counts for more. Anyway, enough about the poo on my walls. Did Warrior you like Wear. it? Yeah, 
brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah so you haven't played this version before have you no but actually if we're honest you have haven't you really because it's all the same yeah well they they tend to they are that's what i found myself thinking that actually most of the games that i was playing i also played on the wii version but it doesn't really matter no because it's so darn good yeah and it's the silliness and the ways that they make you engage with that silliness so this is the first iteration of it and then the wii had you placing the controller in in different poses so there was one that it called the elephant Mm -hmm. and one that it called the mohawk and so on and so forth um and it also for the wii version which won't bang on about too much but when it introduced you to a new pose it had this really sort of calm explanation do you remember like a really calm instructional video that sort of talked to you as though you were doing some kind of meditative um, practice. And this woman's voice that introduced it. Was it a woman's voice? I thought it was like a man's voice that the was like really softly spoken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Um, this is great too. A lot of the games in it are the same as ones that you'll have played if you've played the uh, like more recent updates. But as I say, it's the way it gets you to, to engage with them. It's so absurd from start to finish and frequently had me laughing out loud, which is one of my major, that's one of my major positives is that absurdity and humour from that. It's, it's just such a blast to play. Yeah, I really from from the moment it even opens up. So there's a little in like cinematic at the beginning as there often is. Um, in games before you have to press start to play there's a, this cinematic that explains what i explained in the beginning which, in the first half which is that wario wants to make this game it, he falls asleep at his laptop because he's bored by the whole process um, and then rings his friends and his friends muck in and um, over the course of the game subsequently once you've started once you um, are playing it before and after and in between each of these micro games there are these little snippets of story that fill in the blanks of the lives of those those characters mm-hmm. warriors friends and they all at least the ones that i played which were the first five i think they all had their own little quirks points of interest yeah so what was the cat called that drove the taxi spit and dribble. dribble yeah so um the these two this pair that drove this taxi for their profession it was almost like the way that they presented the games it was almost like they were driving at night in the in the rain this pouring rain and they were so that their head wasn't really in the in the driving it just kept sort of drifting away to the the ideas that they were having for Mm. these games that they were going to make for warrior the presentation of it the music changed every time you went into a a game and then you then you sort of flashed back into the real world and you were driving this taxi in the rain it was great Uh, it turned out that they they picked up a fare and the fare that they were they'd picked up was a this young boy who was a mermaid and they would take they took him back to the ocean and he left to the ocean which was lovely shades of luca yes absolutely for sure. The other one that struck me, I mean, they all struck me, but one in particular, Mona. When you choose Mona, who is a young lady who works in a gelateria, imagine learning that as part of uh, Warrior Wear Mega Games. It's me- Mega Micro Games. It's, um, it's an interesting it's an interesting experience. What do you mean, learning, Mona, who works you mean learning the word? Well, no, that Mona is a character. Mona is a character in the game, and she works in the gelateria. Like there are actual details to these people's lives. That's what I was getting at. That that you can actually glean or or actually pick up as you go. 
it's a word that I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever come across before playing a game tonight. I mean, obviously, I understand what it is, but gelateria. Yeah, it's a place that you get gelato in it. Yeah, yeah, I figured that, but it's I don't think I've ever encountered it. Okay. It's well, a very nice word. Mona in herself is an interesting character. She works in this gelateria, and whereas everybody else in the game exists in this cartoon, this colourful, blocky cartoon world, um, when Mona's travelling into work, it seems like she travels through like a semi-realistic version of the Italian Riviera, mm. through this rocky, this mountainous, rocky precipices. It's presented in this realistic way, whereas everything else is cartoony. And it's sort of like, I think what it's suggesting is that Mona exists in a different sort of mental space to everybody else, or, or even possibly physical space, and that she is... But then by juxtaposition to that realism and how serene it is, her sequence ends up with her being chased by the police, and then her sequence of games, sequence of micro-games, I should say, it is strange. Each character has a tagline for what genre their micro-games come under, so Spit and Dribble, that Ashley's mentioned, are sci-fi games, and Mona's are billed as being strange, so these are ones such as the finger at the nose to to pick it there's a weird one where there's a, a girl who looks like she's been taken out of an anime and she's got this big um is it dribble or, or snot that's it's hanging snot. out it's, it's snot. snot and you have to ha- hammer a to to make the snot bubble retract back into her nose yeah she's a pretty anime girl and there's snot dribbling out of her nose having which a cry. is funny yeah and then there's one where you pick up a little chicken with a peg so yeah, yeah I don't like that again, one. if you've played Warrior Way, you will know all of these games. They they re- reoccur as you progress through uh, through the series. Mona's are strange, but they're all strange in their own yeah, way. Yeah, completely. Nine Volt notably is perhaps one of the most normal sets of games. So the character Nine Volt, his genre is Nintendo. So when I said about I. I believe there were like Mario references and and Zelda references. All of his games are versions, micro versions of those Nintendo franchises. So you do actually play Mario World and you do actually play Zelda. Complete with musical cues from those games just to really couch yourself in the familiar. Yeah, what I really liked, I don't know if you came upon this, but there was the Mario World level in nine volts levels and then in somebody else's set of levels possibly spit and dribbles there was a wario version like a knockoff version of of super mario world so the the juxtaposition of the two i really enjoyed while we're talking about the style of mona the the style of this estate we keep coming back to over and over going game boy advance games it just looked so good even from the Mm. intro cinematic that you've talked about it was it's these big crunchy almost graphics that they just they look so amazing this i think i don't know if i've said it in an advanced a game boy advanced episode before but i think that it this is because the of the hardware that it was on so the hardware is super nintendo hardware in a in a portable shell and presumably the people working on these games especially when you come to r&d1 inside nintendo they've not just had a couple of years working with a game boy they've had several years well many several years working on the super nintendo at this point 10 years plus wouldn't it because of precisely so they've got a wealth of experience they know how to get the most out of the the super nintendo and presumably whatever pluses the the game boy advance builds on top of that hardware they they understand inside out as well Mm. but then saying that it's not even just them is it because we've we've looked at denki we've looked at capcom with mega man 
uh, Battle Network. They're just so well presented, all mm. of these games. Just and, really nice looking. And not just the visuals, there's also the music side of it as well. The music yeah. is, is again, has a certain feel in the Game Boy Advance. And there's clever little quirks with the music as well. So in the spit and dribble levels, as Ashley said, it's presented as being them driving in, in a cab. And in the bits between the micro games, you can hear the radio in the background quite tinny and then in the actual micro games themselves the volume creeps up and the clarity is there as well so actually you can pick it out as a piece of music rather than just something vaguely being in the background and yeah it's like that, japanese pop isn't it it's sort yeah. of yeah a, a throwaway japanese pop song while we're talking about the presentation of the game as well as the plot progresses as wario develops this game that's full of micro games the navigation is via a mock-up of a desktop where you progress and you click on icons to open up each character so this is sony wario yes of course yeah yeah even to the extent that that when you finish a set of micro games and are taken back to the desktop you get a loading bar i really like the loading bar because it's one it's obnoxious because it actually makes you wait for i think about 10 seconds yeah, which on a game boy advance game is it's an inordinately long amount of time it's an it's an, yeah it's marked it's needlessly purposeful yeah so there, there's that aspect which totally fits in with the wario brand yeah but then there's also the fact that so from for us loading bars things like that they're sort of semi nostalgic i guess and at the time it it would have been something that we were it was just a part of life mm. but now a 10 second loading bar is a long loading bar yeah to be frank and now i mean we talked about mbme and all that the other week now that we're moving into this into this solid state drive being the standard loading times are just going to disappear in games even and that's where they've sort of held held on um by necessity so this loading bar anyway um this loading bar for us in 2003 would probably be uh, par for the course and maybe not quite as obnoxious seeming whereas now it one feels obnoxious and two feels nostalgic mm. from this desktop you can then go back to stages that have been cleared or characters however you want to phrase it and you can open up an option called the grid where you can see all their micro games that's available which ones you have completed and any you've missed are then denoted by a question mark so you've then got the option to go back and replay those characters if you want to try and unlock them all which again i think is a good way of allowing the player sort of to progress through in their own style if they want to go through all the characters just get everything unlocked as quickly as possible they can do or if they want to try and get everything unlocked or the micro games unlocked then they can do and i really like that as well when you, you replay a go ahead. When you replay a character's set of micro games, you actually also have the op- opportunity to go for like a high score. So in the first round, in the first go at each one, you will be limited to say 15 or 20 micro game levels. And then you'll fight a boss or you'll do a boss level and it'll kick you back out to the uh, character ch- selection page whereas if you go back and play say moners which i did because i wanted to see all the strange ones if you go back and play moners or anybody's and you you get to level 15 you do the boss level and it if you succeed it actually rewards you with an extra life which then uh, and then you carry on and you play you continue playing through her micro games i got a high score of like 28 on that second go around and i was able to see as you said i was able to sort of collect some mini games that old micro games that i hadn't played yet they also get harder so in very infinitesimal in infinitesimally smaller ways they get harder so there's a, a level a, a game where you grab some toast out of a toaster did you play oh, that one i really struggle with that one because my reflexes are terrible 
Right, okay. Well, when that level gets harder, to, to give you an example, when that level gets harder, instead of it being a full slice of toast for you to grab, on the side that you grab it, there'll be a bite taken out of the, the piece of toast. Brilliant. So there's less of less for you to grab. Um, and then there's a firework one where you have to let the firework get into a box and then press A and it explodes the firework. Well, the box in that is smaller. Um, and as you progress, as you, as things get faster, the, the levels also get, in these small degrees, harder. I enjoy that aspect of this game. I enjoy the challenge of them getting ever so slightly harder over time. It feels like the developers have tried to keep it as fast-paced and as fresh as possible for the player to constantly keep you on your toes and make it as interesting as possible. Yeah, there are 213. I think I said that in this first half. Uh, there are 213 micro games included. There are also these uh, side games as well. So there's one called Chiritari, I think, which is a Hoover get it, a vacuum cleaner game, a, a robot vacuum cleaner game. And then there's another one called Chicken Race um, and, and Jump Forever, which is the game and watch skipping rope game, but with Wario. Right. You can do it for as long as you can keep it up. And is the vacuum one you said where you can play it with two players both sharing one console how does that work these two games chicken race and chiritari which is the the vacuum cleaner one you play them they are just two player games you can't play in one player and one of you controls your character with the l button the shoulder button and the other person controls it with the r shoulder button so you'd have to turn you turn the console round sideways and you one of you would have l one of you would have r and that's how you play i've never come across that you said that though micro machines did it on the playstation yeah i can very clearly remember micro machines v3 on the playstation one that that did a very similar thing where the two-player mode, you could play two-player mode with one controller or you could play four players with two controllers. And me and my brother on the PlayStation 1 that we had, we had two controllers, so we could play four players when we had people yeah. around. So how that worked was when you were playing multiplayer, the cars would automatically accelerate and one person would hold one half of the PlayStation controller, the DualShock, and then the other person would hold the other half. If you imagine holding half the controller sort of, perpendicular to how you'd normally hold it with a button that would sit in your left thumb would then make the car go left the one by your right thumb would make it go right and then down whichever one is underneath those two buttons would make the car break and then the one at the top of those would make it it would use your power up that's using the d-pad then if you're the person holding the left hand side of the controller as you look at it if you were holding the right hand side of the controller as you look at it that would then get mapped onto where circle triangle square and x are if that makes sense yeah it does make sense and i think i really like it it. yeah it, I was, liked it, it here. was really fun and i like it the idea of playing micro machines micro machines always had a well obviously it always had a toy feel to it because that's how they've tried to build it but i like the fact that they've sort they've they've innovated the control scheme in that way and it feels fun it feels playful and and a bit silly to mm. in a way that playstation the playstation brand didn't always try and go for you know it, it wanted to be a serious console but actually turning the controller around and sharing the controller in that way it renders it a toy again which yeah, I, completely. I just really like it i don't don't know if i'm not articulating myself in uh, very well but in my head it, it makes sense so hopefully it does out out loud was there anything in WarioWare, then if we go back to that was there anything that you weren't so keen on no, no, not really. I can't think of anything that I didn't like. No, I know was... that you were struggling at points. 
Yeah, that's is my, that what you didn't like? <laughs> yeah, that's my main bugbear. It's just a personal one. My my chip on my shoulder is just that uh, I found it a bit hard at times, and I was getting a bit frustrated having to replay stages. But as you said in the first half, replaying stages is a matter of seconds. I mean, it's interesting to me that you were getting frustrated because of how quick everything restarts. It, it's in and out, nice and quick. And I know that we've said that the the lower that barrier is, the better generally. And it can't really get much lower than it is here, unless of course you took away the four life system which which would maybe make it almost too easy because there'd be no elements of challenge it was just maybe in the set of stages i was struggling with in particular it was certain micro games that i just didn't quite have the the reflexes required or the reactions uh, to to do what was expected of me and then having to go through them again and then fail it again and again that's one in particular that i even after doing it five times, I still couldn't do it. That was just getting a little bit frustrating. But as I said, that's a personal thing. Well, in the first half, I mentioned Rhythm Paradise or Rhythm Heaven, depending on where you are in the world. And that, for me, that's a game that I absolutely adore. I really love that game. It is, for me, extremely difficult. For Hannah, Hannah flies through it and she scores very highly in all of the levels. But because I don't quite have the rhythm that she's got, I don't excel. Mm. So I end up having to do things over and over again. And actually, the bar- interestingly, that is a game that came several years after this. That barrier that we're talking about of getting from failing to getting back in is higher in Rhythm Paradise than it is in WarriorWare. So... I mean, I hadn't thought about that, but I was actually just playing Rhythm Paradise earlier today. So yeah, that's sort of fresh in my mind. I hadn't considered that before. Were you playing in preparation for this or is that just a sheer coincidence? No, my young cousin, seven-year-old cousin who we play games with over the internet, he is massive into Pokemon and has, over the last few weeks, I don't know where from, possibly from sort of the TV show, but he's cottoned on to the fact that Pokemon games exist prior to the Switch. So his mum had asked me to source him a 3DS and I went and got him one yesterday and I was just checking it, sort of running the battery down to see if it was all in good condition he just wasn't aware that pokemon was like 99 was it 98 or something so no he was aware he was aware that well he's a seven-year-old boy yeah true like the idea he was playing he's been playing pokemon shield and he's been playing pokemon snap and he's been playing let's go pikachu or eevee or whatever the things that are current in the pokemon franchise maybe i don't i don't know the ins and outs but maybe he was aware that they existed but just over the last few weeks he has mentioned every time i've spoken to him he's mentioned pokemon ultra sun and ultra moon which are the previous games before shield and and sword so I don't know why suddenly that's on his radar, but it is. But obviously, because the 3DS is discontinued, uh, it, it's surprisingly expensive to get a, a 3DS secondhand. Yeah, like surprisingly, a 2013, a Nintendo 3DS XL. Yeah. So the first iteration of the XL consoles, they came out 2012, I think. or th- Yeah, 2012. That cost £120 Whoa. to buy. Yeah, and if you wanted a new nintendo 3ds anything or new nintendo 2ds you're talking about 170 180 from secondhand shops so yeah i think it's because collectors are snapping them up right yeah that's an aside isn't it i that usually signals that maybe we've we've said what we need to say about the game as we talked about in the first half then we've obviously released this to time with the version of WarioWare on the switch which is releasing tomorrow at the time of this episode coming out i'm assuming that this original version isn't available anywhere though ashley uh this version was given away i don't know if you were involved in this but there was an ambassador program on the 3ds for people that were silly enough to pay the full price before they cut 
the oh, cost of yeah. it, it about six that. months later. I was one of those lucky sons of guns who got 20 games 10 of them with game boy advance games and 10 of them were nes games uh, they sent me those uh, free of charge because i paid over the odds did that soften the blow not really no no um i own them in various ways uh, most of them so this was one of them so if you've got a 3ds from that period and you haven't claimed them yet it might be too late i'm not sure you maybe go get them there beyond that you can find different versions of it so the games on the ds are fairly reasonably priced the games the wii u uh, the wii u was a very different kettle of fish that had 16 mini games so it sort of departed from its normal programming and i think the latest version on the 3ds that was called warrior wear gold and that was like a top 100 well not even top 100 the best of the best of so, these the micro games that have come out over the years it's a great Greatest hits package, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, greatest bit, hits. That's a bit exactly like it. The the upcoming is it called Mario Party Superstars? The the yes, the Mario Party compilations coming out on the Switch. pulling them all together yeah. precisely. So that might actually be one of the better routes to go if you've got a, a 3ds. It, grab grab the gold version, the greatest hits version. If you don't have Nintendo hardware, if you don't have a Switch, if you don't have DSs, if you don't have Game Boys or whatever, there are a couple of games that you maybe could get on Android or iOS. There's WTF work time fun right. is the name of one of them and apparently that that's a, well that's the actual Which I'm name of it it's called wtf it. yeah that is the point it's it, uh, again it's a, that's that very wario type humor yeah i think it's a slightly more uh, grown-up version of warrior where there's also one called dumb ways to die have you heard of dumb ways to die no nope. so dumb ways to die has its own little weird genesis because it started out as a public service broadcast campaign by the metro trains operator in uh, in australia i think in melbourne australia and they had these weird little characters all different hodgepodge type characters little weird character uh, shapes and things doing weird things on the metro system and are presumably dying presumably, presumably getting themselves killed this then spawned a, a computer game uh, that came out on ios and then came out on android and a sequel which both of which are very well regarded so that's another way to go with this uh if you've not got the hardware for WarioWare. we talked about multiple times this episode we talked about the absurdity of WarioWare. i did not think we were through this episode talking about a game based on trains or a train system it's not it's, it's not let me just be very clear because oh, okay. it's weirder than that it's based on a public service broadcast campaign by the train operator it's not based on trains like the characters aren't little yeah Thomas yeah the Tank Engine mean. type things they're weird little odd characters who presumably get themselves killed on the metro train system of melbourne australia and it's trying to not get them into these scrapes i'm guessing yeah cool or getting them into the scrapes and showing what happens if you do who knows maybe if you've played dumb waste today you can come and let us know what it's like seeing as uh, we clearly don't know that much about it uh, we're available on social media on facebook twitter instagram and youtube come and let us know on there and while you're at it if you could like share subscribe rate review that would be wonderful we seem to say that every episode but we really mean it if you could do those things that would be very much appreciated yes please thank you ever so much for joining us this week and we'll see you again next week for another episode goodbye Bye.